Empower Radio presents Out of the Fog. Join intuitive guide and spiritual teacher Karen Hager for lively, positive conversation with lightworkers, healers, and dynamic wisdom keepers. Get ready for inspiration and connection. This is Out of the Fog on Empower Radio. Here's your host, Karen Hager. Hello and welcome to Out of the Fog. I'm Karen Hager. Each week at this time, we gather for spiritual conversation with enlightening guests, and I'm glad you're here. So how are you holding up through all this madness? It's vital to take care of ourselves during these uncertain, transformative times. How are you doing? What does self-care mean? How can we be compassionate to ourselves? How do we build immunity in a time when it feels like everything is chipping our way at our sense of safety, our sense of well-being. Well, Dr. Habib Sadegi is my guest today, and we'll be discussing self-care methods that relieve stress, boost immunity, and can cultivate groundedness. We'll also be talking about how we can process judgments, um, transforming negative ones into opportunities for being uplifted, for feeling growth. Are you ready to meet him? Dr. Habib Sadegi is the founder of Beehive of Healing Integrative Medical Center in Agoura Hills, California. He specializes in a multidisciplinary approach to chronic illnesses like cancer and autoimmune diseases with comprehensive treatment protocols that incorporate a wide range of intervention. Some of those include osteopathic, anthroposophical, environmental, psychosomatic, family, and also German new medicine. His success in integrating Eastern and Western Western treatment modalities has earned him a respected reputation and a patient base that reaches around the world. You can find out more about Dr. Sadegi and his work at beehiveofhealing.com. That's B-E-hiveofhealing.com. Dr. Sadegi, welcome to Out of the Fog. Thank you so much, Karen. And I absolutely love the name and your consciousness embodies that out of the fog. Oh, thank you so much for being here. You have said that our natural state of health is one of balance and that illness is a reflection of the state of imbalance within. We're in a time of supreme imbalance, it feels like to me, and just about everything and it has tipped us away from wellness as i see it do you feel that way absolutely absolutely i think um you know it's one thing to look at as a physical uh, as a physician that deals with the physical world reality and patients it's very easy to see that there is an increase in cancer rate there's an increase in neurological issues and, uh, and that mirrors in our society. And we can see a societal cancer um, that, that we're witnessing. And, you know, and we can really be part of the solution and contain it, contain the metastasis, or um, all of us, we're going to get affected. And, and I think that line of energy of out of the fog and what you stand for, it speaks volume of the power that all of us have. I think it was... Uh, Paracelsus that said, spirit, the spirit is the master, imagination, the tool, and the body, the plastic material, the power of the imagination is a great factor in medicine. And I'll add, um, even in society, it may produce diseases in men and women and in animals, and it may cure them 
ills of the body and society may be cured by physical remedies, you know, by coming up with different politics and different bills, or by the power of the spirit acting through the soul. And I think um, what you, what you, the energy that you're holding, that, that uh, the power of the soul, the, the spirit, the power of the spirit acting through the soul, that's what it means to come out of the fog. It's the fog of shaming. It's the fog of mind shaming ourselves. It's the fog of blaming others. It's the fog of pendulating back and forth and being part of the problem and keep adding petroleum to the fire. Instead, coming back up and understanding that this is an opportunity for all of us to bring loving to what's occurring. It's an opportunity for all of us to relate to what's occurring, the cancer in our society with the potential that it's spreading, it's metastasizing. This is a calling for all of us. So I, I feel very privileged and uh, humbled that you've invited me on the show and that I get to speak with your community. It is a, it is a, it's an enormous cancer that, that has gone, has metastasized, gone everywhere. How do we begin as individual beings and i believe and we've talked a lot on this show before that the illusion that we are separate from each other the illusion that 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 um that illusion of separation causes more illness more harm more hurt than anything else but especially at this time when we are all pitted against each other and yeah. it's hard to find a moment's peace how do we start to take care of ourselves what does that even mean or look like in these times um, the, the, a good place to start is um, to, there's a mystic poet by the name of Sadi, uh, a 12th century poet that um, has a poem called uh, The Children of Adam. And, um, and it's, um, it speaks of the interconnectedness of all of us. And the poetry is... Um, it's really an aphorism calling for the breaking of all barriers. And the poem, uh, The Children of Adam from Sadi, it's, um, it decorates the gate of the United Nation. A version of that poetry is human beings are members of the whole in creation of one essence and soul. If one member is afflicted with pain, other members uneasy will remain. If we choose not to connect with others' pain, the name of human we cannot retain. Right now, during this painful time, the quality that all of us, we want to can really cultivate, we want to grow, it's the quality of compassion. Come together, C-O-M, prefix means together. Passion means to suffer. This is a time that we suffer together. We come together to feel the pain. And in containment, in having that compassion, that's the initial step of the healing that our country needs right now to be able to shift and to change the trajectory that we're on, a trajectory that it's about splitting, projecting, a trajectory that it's about 
um, really seeing what the difference in, in each other instead of the commonality that we all have. The commonality that as a physician, I can tell you that three millimeters into our skin, every human being on the planet, 7.85 billion people on the planet, they have the same color and they look the same. Mm. Mm. As we move through this difficult time, how does taking care of ourselves, feeling into this compassion, how can that boost our physical immunity as well? Because you talked about that, that, that link, that beautiful link, the power of the imagination and of physicality of everything working together. How can taking care of ourselves help our physical immunity now as well? Absolutely. What works, uh, one, of, one of my favorite books, it was written by uh, investigative journalist uh, Donna Jackson Nakazawa, came out in early 2000. It's called The Autoimmune Epidemic. And um, she was one of the very first authors that, uh, the forward of the book, by the way, it's written by Douglas Kerr, who's at Johns Hopkins um, uh, at University. And the book uh, looks at the causes of autoimmunity. This is when the body starts attacking itself. And um, as I was reading the book many decades ago, I realized that there is a mirroring that can occur in society as well. In other words, society can also start attacking itself, its own members. And we're beginning to see that. And I don't think that that's a state of health. I think Mm -hmm. that's a that's a state of a lack of ease or what we refer to as dis-ease. So by just simply learning from the body, learning from nature, realizing that by increasing our buffering capacity, that's the first step to be able to reverse this diseased process. And what does it mean to increase the buffering capacity? It simply means that we need to recognize that we have Uh, We've had a recipe for disaster. We're coming out of 10 to 12 weeks of being all cooped up. Uh, We're coming from um, a significant level of unpredictability, instability because of the COVID-19. So a lot of people are hurt. A lot of people are old. They have a lot of pent up energy, emotion. A lot of people have lost their jobs. A lot of people, they don't, they are having difficulty really working the energy that's coming up for them. A lot of people, I mean, their children right here in LA County, their children, that the only hot meal that they got was when they went to school. And with schools being, you know, closed down, they're, they're children that they don't really get a hot meal. There are people that, you know, that they, the level of support that they would get would be the mentorship programs that they would go to, the after-school programs. And guess what? With schools closed up, they can't do that. They're, they're you know, single parents that they've lost their jobs. They don't have savings. They are not privileged. And they're struggling. So all of that energy became um, the, if you would, the, the fuel for the fire, for the cancer, for the dysregulation of uh, immunity at the societal level that we're seeing. So increasing the buffering capacity m- means that, for instance, out of the fog, our community, they come from a place of loving, that this is the time that intentionality, prayer, um, acts of kindness can be, can contribute to that buffering capacity, not as just words that I'm using, but by being intentional, by setting um, 
level of time and energy and cultivating our own consciousness and allow, allowing ourselves to be in a place of groundedness, loving and realizing that our hearts generate vibrations, radiations, and we can be part of the solution. That when we come from a place of loving, that matters. When we come from a place of loving, that matters. And I think um, this is what uh, Mahatma Gandhi was talking about when, you know, when he said freedom is not worth having if it does not include the freedom to err. We need to understand that there are errors that our society individually and collectively, all of us, we've made. This is the time to be accountable and to be part of a solution instead of feeling disconnected and going back and, you know, into the realm of contraction and protection and feeling and being and acting disconnected and saying that this is this, you know, this community's problem. I'm not white. I'm not black. I'm not brown. I'm not this. I'm not that. Instead of saying I'm not we have an opportunity to step forward and to say we are, we are, we belong to one human family. That is the calling. That is the choice that collectively as a community, all of us, not only in United States, but globally, all 7.85 billion of us, we have an opportunity to see, to feel, to connect with that visceral interconnectedness. You are listening to Out of the Fog with Karen Hager. I'm talking with Dr. Habib Sadegi. His latest book is The Clarity Cleanse, and you can find out more about Dr. Sadegi and his work at beehiveofhealing.com. That's B-E-hiveofhealing.com. I'm hearing from people and it and it's true when we get out of balance, we grab at things. Right. So I'm hearing from people who say, oh, no, take all the zinc and other people who are like, no, never take the zinc. Do all the I don't know, take 10 of these supplements, never take these. Are there physical things that we can be doing now, whether it's what we ingest or the way that we move our body that can help us be physically um, more uh, I don't know the right word. Sheltered is the wrong word that we could be physically more resilient during these difficult times because all this stress and anxiety affects our physical bodies as well. Absolutely. The, um, the brilliant immunologist Jonas Salk, one of the last uh, books that he wrote, it's called, it's a real thin book that most people are unaware of. And I think it might be out of print. It's called survival of the wisest. And in the book, one of the things that uh, Salk uh, was responsible for, you know, the, during the polio epidemic and, and so forth, his vaccine, and he was uh, a, a profound stepping forward, uh, perhaps initially, to um, supporting us as a community. What In the book, The Survival of the Wisest, what Jonas Salk is, um, uh, you know, really referring to as the strongest supplement is that inherent quality that we would refer to as love. I think the other brilliant being, David Hawkins, um, one of my teachers, he refers to love as a powerful factor. Uh, Dr. David Hawkins um, said that love dissolves negativity by recontextualizing it rather than attacking it. It's so beautiful. 
And that is the inherent definition of what it means to have a robust immune system mm. because the body takes the antigen, takes the bacteria, takes the virus, takes the sickness, takes the disease, and it will metabolize it, recontextualize it, and hold it such that instead of attacking it, it becomes part of itself. That is true happiness. The, the true happiness is a robust immune system a robust immune system physically where by increasing our hydration by eating mostly organic if it's possible 80 percent of what we eat is green leafy vegetable fruits seeds nuts 20 percent other things including animal product if we're inclined to do so by including some type of physical activity whether it's very different um, movement yoga pilates or simply hiking walking swimming bicycling or just doing anything to increase the lymphatic flow through the body. Because I'm here to tell you that nature despises stagnation. If you get a glass of water, fill it up and leave it at the corner, you come back in two weeks, you will find algae and tadpoles in there. Movement. And even as a society, this is time for all of us to move, move forward, shift, recontextualize old behavior patterns, misunderstanding into what we refer to as love and kindness. How can we, because we are so polarized and there are so many negative judgments that we carry about other people and we carry about ourselves, how can we start to with compassion, I hope, counteract those so that we can, that creates a kind of movement in the energetic system as well. How can we start to work with our own negative judgments? Uh, you're absolutely right. Compassion itself, forgiveness, I have found as a physician, as a physician who has spent um, um, uh, two to three decades of his life studying this relationship between mind and body, you know, as a human being who's had some struggles with uh, being diagnosed with terminal cancer, with the, with the cancer with 70% chance of metastasis, as a human being that at City of Hope right here at Doherty, California, was diagnosed that he would never have children, he wouldn't survive unless he does chemotherapy and radiation and a 16-hour procedure called retroperitoneal lymphadenectomy, where he has to get filleted open from his pubic bone to his chest bone. And I didn't do any of that. Mm -hmm. I'm here to tell you that what saved my life and the first stepping stone was compassionate self-forgiveness because I actually understood at a very visceral level that I have always done the best that I could given my consciousness, given my soul curriculum, and given the learnings that I am here in this university called life that I'm here to learn. And once I have compassion towards myself, once I am able to forgive myself by the, all the resources invested in my birth, in my creation by the creator, then I can be generous with others and I can be softer with others. And I'll be a lot gentler in terms of providing softer landings for their mistake and I don't take things too personally. That creates a social lubrication that we need to be able to learn from each other. And instead of having a realm, a society that is based on conflict, one and you know, here their polarity againstness, now we can create a dialectical society, die to leg tongue, that two people sit across from each other and they communicate and they 
agree to disagree, but with utmost love, respect, tolerance, and reverence. Hmm. When you see people in your practice, people come to you with, as you were saying about your own diagnosis, people come to you with things that they may already feel are impossible. And I'm, I'd be interested to know a little bit about how you look at and, and talk to and hold space for the things that people give you that they feel or have been told are impossible. Um, one of the, I've had the privilege of befriending and having him as a teacher and a mentor, the renowned poet, Professor Coleman Barks. Coleman Barks uh, translated the works of mystic poet Rumi. His uh, his book, The Essential Rumi, is the most sought after uh, poetry book on the planet. And when I gave him, when I sent Coleman the manuscript for the Clarity Cleanse, uh, he read it and he was generous. He sent me a little um, endorsement and um, and a review and a praise. And I would like to read it, be, uh, read it for uh, you and our audience, uh, sure. out of the Falk audience and community, because I think it speaks to the question that you ask. Coleman Barks said, quote, this brilliant and challenging book is also kind and gentle, like its author, the clear, the intensely practical Habib. Add five drops of lavender. Uh, add five drops of lavender oil to your bath. A cup of Epsom salt will also help. By the time you finish reading this, you will have found a new friend. What renowned poet Coleman Barks is referring to is the work that I do, the privilege that I have to sit across from another human being and create um, what Childrick, uh, R- Rupert Childrick renowned scientists refer to as morphogenic resonance, it's to really create a Wi-Fi, a Wi-Fi that is based on non-judgmentality, a Wi-Fi that it's more of a the metaphorical of an empty cup, which is really the cover of the book. The empty cup symbolizes this space that we all need to be able to pour into and feel contained. So regardless of whether a person comes in and they have cancer or neurological issues, Parkinson's disease, ALS, MS, infertility, chronic pain, depression, and so forth, this space to come from is to come from that spaciousness that all of us, we have all the resources inside at the soul level to be able to handle anything that may come our way. That is the pillar. That is the essence of the form of medicine that I practice, which I refer to as intelliki medicine. Intelliki, an Aristotelian term, which means the movement that the acorn has to go through in order to become an oak tree. And in a way, Karen, all of us, we are born an acorn and we go through certain challenges and turmoil because we need to go through the dark night of the soul in order to unfold into that oak tree that can give fruits and shades for the tomorrow and the tomorrow and the tomorrows. Mm. That is beautiful. And with just a moment left together for the two of us, what would you like the listeners most to know? What would you like to leave them with? 
I think um, Ralph Waldo Emerson said, adopt the pace of nature. Her secret is patience. I would like to leave you with that whisper and all of our community out of the fog listeners with that whisper to be patient, to be gentle, to cultivate peacefulness, to cultivate forgiveness, sweetness, love, kindness. That's where everything starts. Dr. Sadegi, thank you very much. Thank you for being that light as we go through the dark night. Thank you for being on the show. It's my privilege. Thank you for doing what you're doing. God bless you. And thank you for the invite. Thank you. That is Dr. Habib Sadegi. His new book is The Clarity Cleanse. And you can find out more about Dr. Sadegi and his work at beehiveofhealing.com. That's beehiveofhealing.com. Beehiveofhealing.com. And you can always find me over at karenhager.com. It's a great place to find out about upcoming classes and events. You can even book a private session with me if you are so inclined. This is a time when people are looking ahead, not for predictions of the future, but it's a time when we come into more and more conscious awareness that we are the creators of our path, our choices, the way we love each other, the way we forgive, the way we live, our choices drive the future. And one of my gifts as an intuitive is to hold my very bright flashlight as you take a look at where are the places I can be more empowered? Where are the places I can find kindness, softness, compassion for myself so that I can be empowered to move forward in my free choice? So more about me and my work at KarenHager.com. And thank you for listening today. Together, we are spreading a little more light in the world. And a little more light is always a good thing. Until next time, I'm wishing you peace. Peace.